They call me sassy when I'm strolling down the street. They call me classy when I'm serving just the best. I can be deadly when I find somebody lovely. And now I'm ready like a kitty in a dress. Welcome to Sincerely Yoli, where we talk about recognizing, enhancing, and owning your greatness. This podcast is for women struggling with anxiety, self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and those wanting to accomplish a dream but are without direction. It's also for women who have accomplished a lot personally and or professionally, but struggle with an internal critic that tells us we're unqualified, especially when culture and society play a role. Get your daily dose of inspiration and direction. Gain clarity on topics like personal development, business strategy, relationships, and spiritual practice. You will learn step-by-step how to transform into being that unshakable woman that you've always wanted to be. Get ready to own your greatness and confidently share it with the world. You've earned this, sis. Welcome to change. So I have a... My side hustle was a dance and fitness studio in Chicago. So by day, I do uh, I do marketing for almost, I don't even know how long now, 28 years. I do marketing by day. And so I've always taught fitness. And uh, speaking of Miami, somebody turned me on to Zumba like 11 years ago, said, hey, let's go take a Zumba class. And I was like, isn't that like some sweaty Latin guy at 4 a.m.? Okay, sign me up. So I, uh, I joined that class. I ended up opening up a studio and just a little studio and it outgrew itself in a year because of my day job which was digital marketing so fast forward we grew we outgrew our first location and we moved into a second location and about year five or yep five it it, uh covid hit you know we all did the whole like we're only closing for 15 days video you know we're all (laughs) smiling together like we'll see you in 15 days everybody and we ended up fighting to stay alive in 2020 and then um closed eight months, our, our full rent was due. So we did a GoFundMe. I mean, we have a story and a half to, to tell you, but I ended up um, closing that studio in the beginning of 2021. And then later that year, trying to reopen in Chicago and just realizing it'll never be the same. And so part of my side hustle is I travel and do some fitness presenting in different cities. And we went to LA in May and I was talking to people that are you know way better than I am in, in the fitness industry. And their classes were small. And I'm like, it's not just me. It's everywhere. Like thinking the day job or the marketing that I do, I'm sucking horribly because I can't get the 30 and 40 people that we used to have anymore. We're getting eight people or maybe 10. And in the mix of it all, I opened up. I moved to Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. I met the love of my life at the beginning of COVID. And I said, this little town up here, one hour away from Chicago, needs to have a studio. And so I opened up here and it's been like night and day, right? It's super cheap up here it's very expensive down there and so i guess just watching this little cute studio grow and and seeing that community develop for a fraction of the cost so i knew by the end of last year i was like i gotta i gotta figure something out here because i don't think we're gonna cut it i mean it's you know two thousand dollars in rent you know at twenty five hundred dollars in payroll i'm giving you way too much information so i gave myself to the end of the year to say you know like enough's enough like how long am i going to bleed financially to try to keep this thing going for the community not for myself for the community that we've had 
for the instructors that have stuck it out with me for the last eight and a half years. And so I woke up Monday morning of last week and it was the weirdest feeling knowing I had to do what I had to do. And I grabbed my phone and I started with my team who pretty much was up to speed with what I was doing anyway. But yeah, I just had to tech, like I had to just like do it. It wasn't like, you know, today's the day and you gotta do it. It was like, I'm gonna be a big girl today and I'm going to do this. And I started to text one by one the team. And then I put out a message to my community and it was like, I just sat on the floor. I cried like half the day and it was just kind of a good cry of like a relief cry. I don't sleep very well at night. I'm always stressed out about, you know, the, the rent down there and not getting enough numbers for my team down there. And it was like the first time in almost nine years that I did something for myself, which is so, so timely to be, to, to, to be able to speak to tonight because I'm always about everybody else. And I'm a people pleaser because I'm a bully kid. And I did it that day and every single day has gotten a little bit easier. Like I'm sleeping through the night and who knew that it had to be, you know, just because of that closing that I would, but it just, every day has been a little bit better and a little bit like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. So it was like just a tough week, but very good for, for tonight because it's like, I'm taking this year and I'm running with it. And I feel like everyone posts that online, like new year, new me doing it for me. And I never did it right. I'd say it and I'd post it, but I never really did it for myself. So I feel like this is a good start to the year. And I feel like, um, just good about meeting even a new friend tonight on here. It's just like surround ourselves by a community of uh, empowering women that aren't afraid to say you're awesome. And I'm behind you because I feel like there's not enough people that do that, which leads into this stuff. And I, you know, Leoli, if you want me just to keep going, I'll keep yakking. So yeah, that, let's just do yeah. that. So, so I say that to say in a couple of things that I put uh, um, rules of engagement for this, because I know there's a sidebar for this. We are now all part of a cult, the girl gang cult right here, and it's a safe space. So if you have questions that you want to uh, put out to me verbally, cool, on the side, cool, or, you know, sidebar me later and ask questions. I am the most transparent thing you're ever going to meet in your life. It's scary. So I say that to say we're in a safe space. Uh, what happens in here stays in here, and it's your responsibility for the rest of your life to connect with the other people that are on this meeting and become friends with them because the coolest part I think that I've seen about our fly girl stuff that's the studio name our fly girl stuff is to see them become a member and instantly understand what I'm all about and then go and like everybody's stuff and go and comment on everybody's stuff and go and support everybody like out of the gate without me saying you need to be supportive and no bs in the studio or I'll kick your ass and that's exactly what happened so I feel like when we leave this now we have a new friend Rebecca we'll all be friends with you you'll be overwhelmed with us and yeah, I love it. <laughs> we'll just keep supporting each other because I really think that's the, the premise of my, my talk. You only put three topics that I speak on in one basket. So <laughs> let's talk about that preparation. I was like, well, and then, uh, okay, we can talk more about that. So I'll just start from the beginning of how I ended up in front of you tonight. And it started in kindergarten, middle-class family, uh, didn't know what I didn't know because I'm a little kid, right? So Cindy McCleavy lived down the block, moved in. At the time, I didn't realize her mom was an alcoholic and she had no dad and she was coming from a broken home. All I knew was she had a loud mouth and everybody would listen to what she said. And Cindy McCleavy did not like me. No, she didn't. In fact, she got mostly everybody on the playground and on the bus home to chant or, or say mean things to me. They sang, uh, there was a something in da-da-da, and Kimbo was her name, O-K-Y-M-B-O. I mean, the whole bus just chanting how much they hated me. And at the time, it, it's the worst thing it, it, you can imagine. 
Don't get me wrong. I'm a, an advocate for girls online today. I can't imagine how it must be for someone like Alana raising girls that are looking at social media all day and judging who they are based on some image that they see somewhere in the galaxy. I didn't have that. All I had was Cindy McCleavy, but I'll tell you, it was devastating. Did it define me? Absolutely not. Did it make me who I am today? Absolutely. That's my tagline for the entire talk today. Whatever happened to me didn't define me, but it absolutely made me who I was today. So Cindy took care of that till sixth grade. When in sixth grade, I stood up on the last day of sixth grade, Diana on my school bus getting dropped off. I walked up to her scared shitless. And I told her, this is the last day you're going to bully me. We're entering junior high. I will never let you do that again. And I got off the bus and shit myself walking home, hoping she wasn't following me to kick my ass, which she did. <laughs> right? Good Sucked. for you. Horrible. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it's life changing, right? It's, it is who I am through and through today because of that experience. Did it, did it define me? Absolutely not but it made me who I am. So I enter junior high and I enter high school and I try out for cheerleading and gymnastics and I start to see these clicky things going on. And I said, I don't want any of that. I don't want to be part of the popular girls. I don't want to be part of the burnouts, but I want to be part of all of them because I never want anyone to feel what I felt growing up, right? So I, I fast forward in life and did fine in high school, did fine in college and I joined or I tried out for the Bulls, right? I tried out for the Chicago Bulls and had no dance background, not one dance lesson. I was in gymnastics, but one of my girlfriends was trying out. So I said, hey, let's, let's do this. So we send in our pictures, which think about how horrible that is in itself. Send in our pictures, you get a letter back and it says basically, come on down to at the time, Yoli, if you remember, or Diana, did cuz on Wells. Yeah. Yep. That's where we tried out. I had my letter. I was like, cool, I'm in, right? So I get down there and there's like, you know, 5,000 people wrapped around a building. And I'm like, hold on a second. I got this letter. I think I made the team. Well, nine hours later and a 15 year eating disorder later, I realized I don't like cheering for the bulls. And here's why, because you're eye candy. So I decide to stay in school a real long time so that I'm not judged based on that look. Yes, that bully kid is in my heart. Well, all of a sudden you grow up and you're cute. People are looking at you shaking on a, on a basketball court. It gives you a whole different perspective of life, including the 15-year eating disorder. Mm -hmm. So I say that to say, how does that correlate for me? I'm just here to share stories, right? I'm just here to be transparent. Whether you walk away tonight and feel better about yourself, or there's one little thing you can take, a little chicken nugget you can add to your Happy Meal, that's my goal tonight in talking with you girls. Yeah. So fast forward, and I mentioned to Rebecca that my day job is marketing. I, I've been in fitness 30 years. Now you know my age. Okay, okay, now you know my age. Yes, I wore, Alana asked me this week, yes, I wore a thong leotard to teach aerobics back in the early 90s. She sent me a picture. She said, is this you? I said, it absolutely probably is me in the back. Um, so I've been in the fitness industry a long time. And even this story is not pretty, right? So this story is this. So I started doing Zumba and I think I annoyed my instructor. I was right in the front. And I would I'd bring my phone up when she'd start her class. And I'd say, I'd like to hear Pitbull. And I'd like to hear J-Lo. And she said, why don't you go get certified and teach your own freaking class? So that's, that's how I got started to teaching Zumba. Uh, we embraced each other. She was an awesome instructor. I get licensed. And my marketing brain says, we shouldn't be working at these, these community centers. Let's rent a space. I'll show you how I'm in marketing. So we, we do a first class is free. She thinks I'm nuts. 
We rent a church for $40 an hour. We get 200 people the first day to come try the free class. So, you know, we're, we're good. We're in a good relationship. People come, you build it, they'll come. They're buying punch cards. And we happen to be at St. Andrew's Church in Park Ridge. So every Saturday for over a year, you know, we're making from $100 to $250 just on people showing up to take this class. Well, my pea brain says, the digital marketer says, you know what we've never done? We've never put flyers on these cars, like during Sunday church. And why not do it for one of our bigger events? So it happens to be St. Patty's Day. And I decide to make a flyer that's 50 shades of green. I thought it was a clever marketing ploy, girls. I said, that would be cute. Had I read the book, no, I didn't use any of the graphics, but I thought that'd be really, really cute. And if you're, if you're familiar at all with the Zumba world, it's sexy, it's fun, you know, it's in your face. So I thought that would be really clever. So Sunday morning, I rise and shine and I go and I put over hundreds of cars, these flyers that I had created with the best graphics I could come up with, only to get a call on Monday from the pastor saying, you're never welcomed back. Oh, wow. You disgusting little lady, you're never welcomed oh. back. Oh, he did say it. He did say it. And, and I'm like, oh, you don't understand. You know, we gave to the church. We did so much for the church. So we get kicked out of this church and I'm devastated because now I have to face 200 or more women and tell them why I'm kicked out of this church. So I take six months off, which leads to self-reflection saying, you know, I really did love that thing. I really, I love teaching. You know, I built kind of a community. What if I got this little space and started teaching, you know, fitness classes? I'm going somewhere with this girls. <laughs> so, I mean, this is all great, Kim, but how does this help me? So I end up renting a little space in, um, in Chicago and I said, I'll just do it for myself. I'll just have like the Zumba Kim show and I'll open up the studio. But the marketer in me was eating me alive because I thought, you know, if you're going to do this, you're not going to suck as a Zumba instructor if you don't make it. You're going to suck as a marketer if you don't make it. Ooh. So I thought, okay, let's hire people as a single mom for at that point, 14 or 15 years, let's, let's bankroll some other instructors and act like you know what you're doing. So we open the studio, I pay these instructors with everything I have for six months, we get zero to one person coming to these classes, but I knew if, if I stick to it, and I stick to the marketing plan, you know, we'll grow it. So we grow it. The point of that whole story leads back to being bullied as a kid. So you don't realize in doing some of this stuff that, you know, people are attracted to this thing, right? You know, I try to put out a good show as we all do, right? Look good online, got the right lipstick and nip and a tuck. But you don't realize that people are attracted to whatever you're doing bigger than you can comprehend. So as we move out of our first location in a year, because we outgrew it, we start to have this community, right? My kids are getting older. I'm hanging with women of like-minded women have older kids. Hey, you want to go grab some Cuban food? Hey, you want to go grab Thai food after class? So this big circle of funness of these women you know, you're making new friends at Fly Girl. It's a community. I'm a yes girl. I'm a bullied kid. Yes, invite her. Yes, invite her. Well, this big circle starts to shrink over time. But the same person that's kind of the, I'll call her the ringleader, Susie Snowflake, decides that she, and that's not the Susie Snowflake, Yoli. That's, okay. that's be somebody else. Like all the way back then? Okay. No, Susie Snowflake decides that she just wants it to be the Kim in her circle. So events get smaller. I'm going a million miles an hour. I don't realize I have a single white female stalking me, right? So as I start to sniff it out, I realize like, you know, where, where's everybody else, Susie Snowflake? And she's all like, they couldn't come. So I start to distance myself from her and I start to realize like that's pissing her off. 
Well, it pisses her so badly off that she becomes toxic to the studio. You know, to toxic gossip, everything flying around is it. She doesn't like you and she doesn't like you and fights are starting within women. So I realize I have to do something pretty big and I need to get rid of her because she's causing a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. So this starts getting rid of Susie Snowflake. This starts a three year stalking battle uh, online. And I've never been down this road before having someone create fake Gmail accounts, fake emails, fake Google reviews that tear you apart at the core, that say things that are so unfathomable to read that you just wanna die. Oh my God. So how does this affect, how does this affect? Doesn't define me, but it makes me who I am today, right? So I start to pull back on social media because anything I do online, it's gonna come back and hit me in a fake email, fake Gmail. Police reports filed. I have a stalker. I show them emails. None of them can be traced back to her. Uh, I hire an attorney to write cease and desist letters. None of them can be proven. Uh, in fact, my attorney says, do you want to summons Google? Let's start a lawsuit for 10 grand. Do you have that as a single mom for 14 years? You want to start a lot? You can't, Kim. So let's just pull you back from online. Don't let her see what you're doing and just kind of chill out. Well, if you know me for 30 minutes, I'm out there. I put myself very much out there. So I, I sat back and it was in June of 2018. My best ideas come at 3 a.m. I don't know if you don't sleep. I don't. But 3 a.m. I, I sit up straight and I said, that's it. I have this idea. I'm going to start a girl gang. I'm going to start a girl gang, girls. And here's my idea. This is going to be a group that everyone's welcome and everyone feels empowered. And I'm just I'm going to put my face out there and say it's going to be raw. It's going to be transparent. And I'm going to embrace everybody. So some of it was business. If you if you peek at girlgangchicago.com, you can see I created a directory of anybody in business that's a woman. We're going to support each other, but we're going to act like it and we're going to really do it. We're not going to say it. We're going to do it. And I'm going to start this group on Facebook and it's going to be all embracing. So if this bitch wants to watch me, she's going to watch me on crack and she's going to see exactly who I am. You want to talk about that? Go ahead. So that was my thought. So that's half of starting the girl gang was that bullied kid that is introduced to a bullied woman for three years. And I fought back with love and with transparency and with supporting other women. So instead of being shy and timid and scared, I stood up straight, didn't define me, but created who I am. The second part, and Yoli, you'll appreciate this. So that's Susie Cupcake. Let me introduce you to Susie, or Susie Snowflake. This is a new character in the story, Susie Cupcake. So <laughs> The other half of me creating the girl gang, and again, I'm just hoping any of this resonates with you, was going to networking events. This is exactly where I met Yoli at networking events in Chicago. But let me tell you my experience. So as a single mom, if I didn't have my kids one night, I would sign myself up, Yoli, you know who I am, for every single freaking networking event there was so I could put my face out there. I could learn more. I could elbow with the right people right? I can make the connections and I can get in the picture with them so we can post it online and I can be tagged in it. Am I right? Yes, you're right. <laughs> it's exactly who I was. I, every single event I could go to, but I left these networking events, ladies, like unfulfilled. I left these networking events. Like I got nothing out of it. In fact, I felt worse about myself because what I learned through these networking events that whoever they picked to sit on the gold glittery high chair, right? right? was just amazing, right? Did she share her shit stories? No, she didn't. Everything amazing about her, I heard about with my little Chardonnay sitting in a corner yes. and just 
not wanting to talk to anybody, but right. I was a sponge to try to figure out how did they get there? Yeah. I, I want to hear how you fell down, how you skid your knee, how it sucked, how you were broke, how you bounced a check. I want to hear that. But I found one after the other, after the other, it was a bunch of crap. I mean that in the best of ways. So here's where I met, met, met Susie Cupcake. So there was a gal that I saw online in a lot of things, a lot of pictures. And I said, you know, I'm going to get to know her, right? Uh, it's like the Anthony Robbins mentality, right? You uh, model yourself after successful people. Right. I believe in that. So I thought I'm going to start hanging with that crowd. Here came Susie Cupcake to everything, like dressed to the nines, bag, lashes, right? Jewelry. And I was like, she's got to be a big deal. Perception is everything, right, girls? So I would follow her to different events and try to chum up with this lady, right? And listen, my disclaimer or my caveat is, I don't care what you have. I don't care what you drive or where you live. But if you act like that, I'm, I'm, I'm understanding you to be a certain caliber of a person. You're successful. I want more. Right. So Susie Cupcake and I are, are chummy for a few years, and she's invited to several speaking events. On the gold glittery chair, she sits telling how great she is, right? So one day, and this is pivotal for me, pivotal. One day we're leaving together. Right? Can I help you carry your bag? I'm just like a little you know, peasant. Let me help you to your car, right? So I'm following her out and we're walking and talking and I'm noticing some body language from her. She's like uncomfortable walking with me. And I'm thinking like, do I smell? Are we going the wrong way? Like, what's up with this lady, right? And I don't realize that my car is right there. and She's parked in front of me. Oh, I don't care what you drive. Please understand that. But my perception of you is so grandiose that when we get out there and I realize she's uncomfortable because her car is like a 1982 rusty piece of shit full of her house inside. Wow. Do I take a step back and realize it's all a shit show and someone's got to step up to fix it? I'm not the person to do it, but I'm not moving forward, allowing this anymore in my life. These women clearly need something different. Mm. So that was part of the other side of starting something in Chicago, Girl Gang Chicago, that I said, it's not even going to be about me. I'm not even going to list myself on the site. I didn't say who I was. You couldn't see who I was when I posted. I just wanted to see what would happen. And it took maybe six months to get 2,000 people in that group on Facebook, Yoli. That's yeah. how needed it is. So I guess coming in the door tonight, it was a little bit about you know, what can I add value to what Yoli's doing down in Miami? What do women need? And in a study I just read this week, the universe aligning, got my candle here, trust the universe girls. There it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the universe aligning this week, I read a whole article on what 2023 is bringing and it's women want a community. Women want a safe space to go and let down our hair because social media is, is crushing some of us. Right. And, and for girls, I'm an advocate for girls that Social media is crushing them. Where can we go to have a safe community of, of women that support each other? So my only other thing that I, I brought to the table tonight is I thought I would shut up now and just for a few seconds, ask a few questions. You don't have to answer. You don't have to answer out loud. You don't have to answer on the sidebar. You don't even have to look at me like you know what I'm talking about. But I have questions. So let me get my glasses because I'm getting old girls and I need them. So I'm just going to ramble off a few things and ask, did any of these things happen in your life? And then I'll follow up with them. So have you filed bankruptcy in your lifetime, right? Something terrible that's happened. Bankruptcy, that sucks. Uh, have you ever been evicted from a house or business? Uh, have you ever went through a divorce? Right? These are all things that I know women that 
that this has happened to. How about a death of a parent or a significant other? Devastating, devastating things that could happen. How about a repossession of a car? That would suck. Uh, an eating disorder. I talked about mine, 15 year bulimic, recovered almost nine years. Uh, I, like, I like, are you laughing at me? I like that. No, a dog started barking and then. <laughs> oh, I like it. I was like, all right, all right. I like it. This is cool. I like where it's going. And when you, when you knocked my dog, Thought was part <laughs> That's so funny. I might do the same thing, except they're they're kind of done. Um, frozen bank accounts. Anybody who's had any lawsuits against them, I know I have. And anybody coming from an abusive relationship, right? We all know women like that, right? Yeah. Can you empathize with what I'm saying? Absolutely. Maybe just a nod. Yeah. Every one of those happened to me, girls. Every fucking one. Did it define me? Absolutely not. Did it make me who I am? Absolutely, it did. So shit happens, right? People don't want to talk about it, right? Because it's uncomfortable. But that's exactly my mission in life is to be transparent and get women to, to sit together. You don't know her. You don't know her. Let's get together and share real stories because it's so healing for our hearts. Not only does it heal me to tell you that, right? But there's somebody out there that says, fuck, I'm going through something and I don't know if I can get through it. But maybe this one evening, this one time that we're together, you could say, you know, I remember her saying that. You know, it was different. It wasn't that typical networking of hearing how fucking great Kim is. Do I have a business? Yeah. You know, do I have two businesses? Yeah. Is it fucking hard? Alana, you know firsthand how hard it is for me and how many nights I don't sleep. But those are the conversations, Jolie, that that we think we should bring forward. I know this is what you're doing. I love what you're doing. I'm honored to to talk about some of these things. But um, yeah. I think I'll kind of leave it there and maybe we can just share it. For a few more minutes, Yuli, some of the things either on your mind or any questions or things that we can bring together so yeah. that uh, we leave feeling, feeling well, good. Well, thank you so much for that. And I totally, I agree with everything you said about, you know, going to these networking events and sometimes feeling less than because you're looking at everyone like, oh, they get their shit together. And I wish I was like this or even social media, you get the same perception but that's not real life, you know? And it, it's so funny. I tell my husband sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll be like, oh my God, I'm so popular. I go, they don't even know the real me, you know? Or all these people think I have this or that or whatever. It is the way you carry yourself, but you also need to be transparent. You cannot walk around like your shit don't stink and let people think, oh, she's so lucky in life you know, and I could never be like that. You have to be transparent, let people know, yeah, I've been through this, that, and the other, and now I'm here, but, you know, shit happens, you know, so, yeah, that, all, everything you said resonated with me, and all of those questions you've asked, yep, I've been through every last one also, um, every last one of them, I was see, 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 I was going to say, maybe not this one, but I thought about it. Yeah. Every last one of them. So yeah, I agree. I appreciate it. And that's my take on it. But that's where you're kicking ass because we've been through the shit, man. Nothing phases me anymore. In fact, even the stuff I've learned out of COVID, you know, all that scarcity and scary stuff that happened. I've even learned to like slow down. Yes. Curtis helped me with that, but I've learned to like slow down and kind of put things in perspective and in boxes, like even dealing with Chicago's closing, I told Alana this, I said, you know, we, I had a surprise party for one of the gals that I was putting on in Chicago. And I, I was, I was able to put like the closing of Chicago 
in my little pink box, my imaginary box, and deal with shit differently because of the shit I've been through. Nothing phases me. I'm able to say, I, I will deal with that, but not right now. You know, and per, put, put things in order to make things run efficiently. But I would not be able to do that if I weren't scared to death and broke and bouncing people's checks and getting kicked out and filing bankruptcy. I wouldn't be able to do those things if I hadn't been through those hardships. So that's why I think it's important to share those stories because I think someone out there is going through some shit and it's right. going to be okay. And, and that saying, you're going to get through this and get to the other side. It's, it's so true, but it helps to, to see someone that may look like they got their shit going on and they, they look good, but they got their jamma bottoms on. <laughs> what, what, what? Right. It's, it's, I mean, it's just so important. And I know Lana's learning a lot about that too. She's our, she's our kids dance director at Fly Girl and you know, she's got this new management role. She's teaching new, she's never taught fitness before and she's doing it. But, you know, I feel like I took her under my wing and I think she's she's getting a lot of that and pushing a lot of that stuff that goes on. And I'm real with her too. I'm real with my team. You know, here's the deal. We don't have the numbers. If I bounce a check, just let me know what the fee is. I'm that way. If you want to well, stick with me, we're going to do this. If not, I totally get it. Right, right. And it gives hope to women entrepreneurs, you know, who who hit that like brick wall and they think, oh shit, you know, I, I can't do this because this has happened. Well, you can, you know, you just have to persevere and you've got to make it work. You know, um, I've bounced the checks before too. And I just, you know, what do I do? I says, oh, let me call my husband. He, he just got paid. I'm going to pay you from his Figure business. it out. You know? it out. <laughs> it's like either you're with me or you're not. And we're not all perfect. And we didn't come from, you know, backgrounds where you know we've got funding and what have you so it, it's good to have a close-knit um, group of women that you can bounce you know these ideas and problems off of and someone just to constantly encourage you well, and, just and I'll tell you one other story on that and you guys just yeah. shut me up whatever you want to shut me up but Yoli you know that in Chicago the team that's been with me pretty much all of them have been with me since day one and they've been through the bouncing the checks you know I can't even tell you what they've been through but uh, teaching for free, you know, right? I but there, there's there's one of them. Do you remember Bianca from our team? Yeah, yeah. So Bianca, when we reopened Chicago, you know, I put checks in envelopes and wrote notes on them and such. Again, I think the transparency and the community, I, I think is a lot of it, but she ripped up the check, put it back oh. in the envelope and left it for me. And I saved the, the what she wrote on it is so fabulous anyway, but she said, you know, don't try to give this to me. I will never take a check from you, you know, until we're off of our, our, on our feet, you know, again, with the Chicago location. So she never from September of 2021 until today, never took a dime to teach in that studio wow. to run our kids program. And I'm not saying anybody has to do that, but no, like, of course, that's how much the community meant. I think that's how much she appreciated the transparency, uh, you know, just being honest, like who wants to say like, I'm really broke. I have no money to pay you. Can you stick it out with me? But you know, that's, that's, that's what it takes. And I think that's a lesson in itself or, you know, what she, what she believed in and, and how tight our community was for her to want to do that. To well, just it, see, see it, it speaks to your character as well, because you're not going to want a person that's not going to want to do that for someone that they don't respect, love and genuinely care for. So she did that out of the goodness of her heart, but based on the type of person that you are as well. So building that community of like-minded women that have your back, and know that you will have theirs is like all of the difference, you know, Completely. Um, it's like we're, we're helping each other and not competing against each other. And we're not yeah. looking for the other to fail or what have you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Please. Anybody else want to share anything? Anybody? I'm I don't know that I want to share, but I, I have a question. Like, 